Welcome to Anchor Daily. My name is Rachel, and today we'll be continuing in the book of Daniel. Now, I'm not a great outdoor gardener, but inside I enjoy keeping a variety of houseplants alive. I'm not at the crazy plant lady stage yet, but something I find super interesting is how plants grow strategically towards the light. I've noticed that, especially with succulents, if I move them from one position in front of the window to another, their form visibly changes. They start turning towards the sunlight. The shoot that was turning in one direction now starts going the opposite way, which is all interesting and kind of fun, but it's also a great visual representation of a spiritual question. What am I turning toward? Do I reach first toward the S-O-N sun, as in Jesus? And in doing so, am I transformed? When my metaphorical pot gets moved, do I reorient towards the sun? Or do I complain and get sidetracked by lesser things? Today, we're continuing to learn about Daniel and how he is steadfast under quickly changing circumstances. We should note that Daniel is most likely in his early 80s in this passage. So I'll read from the message translation and share some insights along the way. Darius reorganized his kingdom. He appointed 120 governors to administer all the parts of his realm. Over them were three vice regents, one of whom was Daniel. The governors reported to the vice regents, who made sure that everything was in order for the king. But Daniel, brimming with spirit and intelligence, so completely outclassed the other vice regents and governors that the king decided to put him in charge of the whole kingdom. So we should note, Daniel stood apart in both spirit and intelligence. When he was elevated to be in charge of the whole kingdom, the others in leadership felt jealous. Or, actually we assume they felt jealous because we see next that their actions reveal their jealous hearts. Here we go. The vice regents and governors got together to find some old scandal or skeleton in Daniel's life that they could use against him. But they couldn't dig up anything. He was totally exemplary and trustworthy. They could find no evidence of negligence or misconduct. So they finally gave up and said, we're never going to find anything against this Daniel unless we can scheme up something religious. So let's note here, and for me, this cannot be overstated, that no corruption was found in Daniel. He was honest, diligent in his work, as he was put in charge of a whole kingdom. What a testimony of faith and an example to follow. In a position where Daniel could have easily bent the rules, taken bribes, but he was upright and honest in all he did. So the vice regents and governors conspired together and then went to the king and said, King Darius, live forever. We've convened your vice regents, governors, and all your leading officials and have agreed that the king should issue the following decree. For the next 30 days, no one is to pray to any god or mortal except you, O king, and anyone who disobeys will be thrown into the lion's den. Issue this decree, O king, and make it unconditional, as if written in stone like all the laws. So King Darius signed the decree. We should note here, once this decree was signed, it was irrevocable. When Daniel learned that the decree had been signed and posted, he continued to pray just as he had always done. 
His house had windows in the upstairs that opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he knelt there in prayer, thanking and praising his God. So what do we see here? Daniel's circumstances had quickly, drastically, unfairly changed. Yet he positioned himself to see and seek the Lord, the unchanging one. He chose to obey God rather than people, even though it could likely cost him his life. The practices of prayer that had formed him, they also sustained him. And as he knelt, he chose to express words of thanksgiving and praise. So today, friends, let's be people who, like Daniel, are formed by regular rhythms of prayer, turning to the light, even if we get replanted or our pots get moved. And as we pray, may we express words of thanksgiving and praise in all circumstances. Join me in praying Psalm 100. Let the whole earth shout triumphantly to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. His people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his faithful love endures forever. His faithfulness through all generations. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to check out more podcasts just like this, you can go to Bethel.ch and you'll find amazing selections of podcasts and much more. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us with podcasts at Bethel.ch. See you next time.